Hey everyone, welcome to Big Blend Radio. You just heard Dynamic Equilibrium, and that's from the new album by guitarist Dallas Perkins. It's called Experimental Truth. And when you listen to the album, you'll get it. It, it is just, it's badass. You need to get it. It's <laughs> out now. Go to DallasPerkins.com, and we're super happy to have him here on the show. Dallas, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Lisa? Oh, doing good, doing good. So you're so out much in for LA. Having me. What's, oh, I'm you sorry? bet. I said you're out in LA, right? I am indeed, yes. Ah, oh, sweet. I hear that you do a lot. You have your own band out there. You do a lot of session work still, and yeah, you know, it's yeah. gigging back on now. Keep it. Uh, it will be soon. I've been very busy with promo for the album, um, mm. and a lot of things in the works with that. Video projects coming up, but yeah, awesome. Should be back I love out the album. Very shortly. Yep. I love the album because there's so much like that you've packed into there, but it's like and. I always talk about this, how an album gets to flow. And mm -hmm. when someone like you has, like, you've got, I know they're calling you prog rock guitarist. I'm just like, you're just like this amazing guitarist. I don't, you can do a little <laughs> bit of everything because there's jazz Thank in you. some songs. And then it, you go into like the classical side and there is a prog sure. rock side, but um, you seem to have like influences that, you know, you're, you're, you soak it in from everywhere. And this album to me has that. Um, in there and you manage to make it flow and I'm always amazed by musicians that can make an album flow when they bring so much in after all we are the big blend we understand how that sure. can be a problem <laughs> right right I could see uh you you would be I guess somewhat of an authority on that <laughs> yeah, yeah just well yeah because it's like you have to tell people like you are interested in this you just don't know it yet you know what I mean right right so yeah tell us a little bit about getting this album what was the whole startup for you Sure. So, uh, especially being yes. instrumental, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I wanted the album to be, you know, diverse. Um, especially, you know, anytime I go about writing instrumental music, you know, I really wanted to encompass a lot of, you know, styles and be pretty rich in that, you know, in that regard. Um, but you know, specifically with with, I guess, the task of writing, you know, instrumental music is uh, well. First off. I want the song to kind of stand on its own. So in other words, mm -hmm. if you were to take out a lot of the solos, it would still be basically a strong composition. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so there's that. And, you know, typically when I go about the writing process, uh, it's, it's usually, you, you know, you want to kind of grasp that inspiration. Right. You want it to keep mm -hmm. continue to flow. So once I feel like I have something solid, uh, then I begin to get more experimental and see what kind of direction to take it in. And more often than not, I'm usually thinking, you know, very visually when I'm when I'm writing as well, like like what sort of theme am I going to build this piece of music around? You know, mm -hmm. so uh, so that's kind of in a nutshell, the, the process for me. I love that we started with Dynamic Equilibrium because it just shows us like it, that's to me one of the epic songs on the album. It just you you, you, like you took us on like a major journey with that song. And then there's pieces like Azul that just kind of like, oh, OK, I'm going to have a breather now. So that's why I was saying, like how you put the album together was just brilliant. Like you give us this. All right. You don't know you're going here, but here we are. We're going to kick ass and then you're going to. All right. You can breathe. 
Yeah, yeah. You know something's coming. <laughs> right. You know, right. and to me, you know, it's so funny because like Azul, I got, I was like, oh, it's over. Like what? Now what's happening? Oh, okay. Now we're going to play Mexican puppets. I mean, tell us about that song too, right? So, so yeah. Oh, okay. Mexican puppets is interesting. So that's one this. where, uh, when I set out to write that track in particular, it was is really the beginning of it was just based on the title. And uh, it's kind of has a funny backstory to it. Um, Mexican puppets is a, is a little story about these puppets that my grandmother brought back as a gift for, on a vacation to Mexico when I was about like five years old, you know? Right, right. And uh, these puppets were, I wish I had them handy. I, <laughs> I had to dig them out of the closet, too. but <laughs> if I did, I mean, even now to look at them, they, they, they're pretty menacing looking puppets, right? So they scared the hell out of myself and my, my cousins. And, uh, you know, and I always thought it was kind of, kind of, you know, there's something funny about it. It's kind of like fairy it. tales are mean, like so, fairy tales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fairy so, tales uh, and the puppets are mean. <laughs> right. In fact, the last interview I did, uh, it, it was kind of interesting because uh, the movie from the 70s, Trilogy of Terror came up. And that's about a little doll that just turns into this psycho little creature and, and goes on the warpath, you know. So that was kind of interesting. But yeah, Mexican puppets, uh, it, it's, I'm very fond of it. Uh, I actually have my grandmother doing an intro. It's, 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 I wrote the tune about 10 years ago. Oh, is that your grandma did the, the and so that that's was actually my grandmother. Did. You know, sadly, she passed away the, the oh. next year after that, but I got her to record. That, that intro so oh uh yeah so that's one going to be one of the video projects coming up um and Excellent. more than likely that will probably uh be out early next year because there's going to be a lot of work going into that there's a lot of great ideas i had for that i think that's so cool because yeah you could go to town with it because the the whole puppetry the dolls which actually we're just talking about this with the conversation before you it's just this whole, I mean, it's October, we get to talk about weird stuff, right? right but right, right. like we went to a, a doll museum and right. they had 3000 dolls with all these just faces looking at you. And you know, when you go in places, some people have their childhood dolls and puppets mm -hmm. and you're just like, no, don't look at me. Like I'll turn their face around. Like, no, uh, you, you're going to freak me out. A puppet you know? museum, huh? Oh, it's a doll museum. This oh, was in Louisiana museum. next to a That's gothic cool. jail that was haunted. It is. Oh, okay. When I went in there, they they hanged two guys in there for killing a cab driver and putting them in uh -huh. a swamp. And then they carried their bodies out in the town, like had a picnic. Well, way back then, people <laughs> wow. at hangings, I mean, they had picnics. There was the entertainment. And I mean, we're talking about in the 1800s and stuff, you know. Right, right. So when I'm, it, it's like going in a lighthouse. It has a circular stairway going up. And you're going through all the jail cells. And the one for women, they had to put them in a cage within the room. It was a goth. Mm -hmm. It's a gothic building, mm -hmm. and move it away from the window because the women would just go and stick everything out the window and go, "Come on, boys, bring uh, us the candy, and we'll show you this." <laughs> but anyway, you well, go it's the 1800s. The Think of what they had to do for entertainment back in those days. Yeah, really. And so then they put all the women in one little cage so they wouldn't go to the windows for candy and stuff. But yeah, that that place was creepy. So they took us to the next door was the doll museum. And when, that was creepier to me, even though I felt like a hand on the back of my head in that jail. Mm -hmm. That was weird. 
go to the Ooh. doll museum i'm like dude that's worse like take me out that's it i'm done it's <laughs> like chucky is coming out but right. yeah i mean so that's that's cool but beck street okay so tell us that your influences have to be a little bit of beck in there right <laughs> well Be now beck street has kind of a kind of an interesting story behind that as well um the the title was actually and to answer your question yes so Je i love jeff Beck. i mean, I mean we all like him we, yeah. we can talk about guitar influences on you know all day uh but yeah but um and it <laughs> there, there's another thing about jeff beck but we'll get into that in a minute um so that the title was originally two pass beck and it you know a lot of times i like just to come up with some interesting titles that sometimes they would mean something to me and people might not necessarily get it and that's okay uh because i like i kind of gravitate towards you know some odd <laughs> type things like but mexican uh, puppets but, yeah. but two uh two pass back was actually directions to a great friend of mine who've been friends with for many many years and he uh you know he, he he's a great guy musician uh turned me on to like a lot of interesting things like alan watts and eastern religious philosophy and esoteric cool. type concepts, you know, uh, so it was actually directions to his house, it, which was, he, he was on, he, he would make a left two, two streets past Beck street. Okay. So two past Beck, but then, uh, and what's interesting about it is it, it was, there was a different version of the tune put out a, as a single, uh, a few years ago. And so, and it was brought to my attention that, well, it kind of sounds like you're saying you're two pass back like you're you know like better than jeff beck or something to that effect i'm thinking hmm, i don't like the sound of that <laughs> you know? yeah, uh, yeah i don't want it you know yeah it's i don't care if people don't quite get my titles but i don't want it to be misconstrued or something like that yeah so i thought i'm going to change it to beck street and uh, i like the, the name like just so, sounds beck street sounds good yeah so yeah. it's kind of cool and i updated they you know had the artwork up <laughs> excuse me the artwork updated to where you know the the street sign said you know Beck Street anyway, uh, so that's that you know and then uh, even the title of the album you know you know I, I would love to call it Truth but Jeff Beck already has that album some people may have so you can't notice yeah. that um, so but yeah Ex Experimental Truth uh, I think is a great title and uh, I like it the idea was taken from uh, actually from Mahatma Gandhi's. Uh, autobiography my experiments with truth so i thought hmm experimental truth this oh it was his birthday it, yeah. yesterday that you know Sorry? it was his birthday yesterday oh yeah yeah so his birth anniversary i should say yeah no he's cool you know it's it when you think about how music is and then you think about like eastern philosophy and you bring it in but it does there's something about i don't do you listen to eastern music like you know indian uh, music I Sufi do. music there is a rhythm that is very interesting and that's one thing i've noticed about your album is i'm not it's not world music but it you mess around with time in in a very interesting way you you have some stops you're like oh is that the end no it's not take a breath so i feel like you bring in a lot of breath pieces even when you're like hardcore jamming and then it's like oh yeah boom remember to breathe so do you think any of that eastern music gets in there but not necessarily with the percussion you know what i mean it's just it's not we're not going to bollywood <laughs> right 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 no yeah no there there's certainly hints of that and the the track uh intermeshing spectra which that title actually was was uh was a term used by alan watts 
And it was specifically broken up intermeshing spectra because that's the way he mm -hmm. it was spelled on, you know, I, I wanted to get the spelling right because I, you know, I wanted to emphasize that it was, you, you know, basically coming from him. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I was thinking along those lines for that track and, you know, it, it's kind of got kind of a big epic riff in the middle and, and the, the ending, you know, which kind of for me is uh, actually was influenced from just early Led Zeppelin physical graffiti. Like that riff yeah. could be like a lost riff from that, <laughs> those sessions or something, you know, but uh, you know, uh, you know, Jimmy uh -huh. Page, Led Zeppelin, that's my original inspiration. Well, I think that's what you've got that grid in there for sure. You've got that like, let's go. Yeah. It's yeah. So. No, I, I I was telling a friend of mine last night. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be bad driving to this because that that's ticket music. That's what I call it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> ticket music. Well, I love if you it. get a ticket, I know I've done my job. Right? Yeah, I know. Please, I don't want one. I'm tired of that because they always go, right. "Where do you live?" I'm like, I don't. <laughs> I don't yeah. live in a certain place. But going to back to the album, who's mm -hmm. playing with you? Who are the musicians? Because sure. I mean, it's tight. Well, thank you. So, sure. So, uh, so the drummer who plays on the majority of the tracks is Fernando Jamil. Uh, he's a Chilean drummer, uh, li lives in California and, uh, just a phenomenal player. Uh, totally. Just, I, I mean, to do that, that's great things about that, him. He, he's just, he's a wonderful player. He, he and I love the, t he's a, son a sonar kit. And I've recorded with a lot of different drummers, but there's just something about the tone of his drums that I can't seem to replicate with anybody else. It was just, yeah, hey, phenomenal, phenomenal sound, uh, amazing player. And uh, we worked out a lot of the, the you know, the arrangements um, and yeah, great guy. And I'm, I'm hoping to, you know, he's, he's very busy. He's, he's in a lot of different projects, but I'm hoping to get a couple of live dates together with him in LA. Mm -hmm uh you know before the end of the year and uh and then dave chili moreno uh the drummer of puddle of mud incredible drummer mm -hmm. he plays on azul but dave is really you know instrumental in the development of this record because he and i uh we were either working out of my studio or his studio which is doom room studios uh up in the valley here in granada hills um we went back and forth a lot on on the mixes and some of the arrangements you know he had ideas for and he did a lot of editing and in fact you know it, every one of the songs you know i've i've bounced back and forth you know with dave um, from mixing to mastering so he was really instrumental mm -hmm. in the sound of the overall you know final result of, of the sound of the record so so That's yeah, cool. huge shout out to to Dave, and he and he's just he, again, I mean, incredible musician, incredible drummer, and not too shabby in the studio as well. well That's cool. Yeah. Well, it's good to have the right people to work with you. You know. Yeah. So I I played um, all the guitars, the bass, and the arrangement right in terms of the strings and orchestration that you hear. So yeah, right a lot on. of experimental I want to work. Well. A lot of just like you know back and forth and uh, in fact the, the last track in the album jaguared uh there was a, a different mm -hmm. version that i released as a single years ago and so this is a like the fun yeah you know, it was one of those tunes where i kind of you know always kind of wanted to go back to uh, you know there was just something i felt like from the previous version that, that was missing and 
I really love the, the you know the final the final version of that arrangement. So yeah. It's really, I think, interesting doing an instrumental where there's rock and there's a little bit of different, you know, other vibes and sounds in there that's calmer. Mm -hmm. But when it's instrumental, that even to communicate with the other musicians about it, like this is what I'm doing, you know, obviously as a guitarist, it's it's easier because you're here, here's a song, now let's do the rest of it, right? Mm -hmm. But to be able to just portray that sound and a feeling that will flow through an album going back to that again, because it's instrumental. It's not like someone singing and saying, now this is the story you need to hear. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. It's, it's a whole other deal doing instrumental. And I think it's harder uh, in a way, but uh, when you, and you know, there's instrumental albums out there that are now just playing in elevators and we don't, I think they should do, you know, elevator music needs to change. We go faster <laughs> yeah, that's, in them. That's, <laughs> well, that's if you, if you true, had yeah. your music in an elevator, we'd all be like, we'd be up there already. <laughs> right. Well, I think now. I think it's always you know any musicians fear that if they're if they're writing instrumental music that they don't want it to be background music or, or right. Something. I mean, because you know, it's, it's got to it, yeah. Taking your full taking up your full attention. You know, uh, I I yeah. I certainly my goal was to write music that isn't just for guitar players. I mean, of course it is, but I wanted someone who just, you know, is a, just loves music to appreciate it. And yes. hopefully I accomplished that. But uh, I think so. That was I my mean, my goal, uh, you know, as I set out with this project. So, yeah. That's awesome. Tell us a little bit about the beginning for you as a guitarist. I was like, oh, Dallas Perkins. He's got to be related to Carl Perkins. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually a long, uh, an old... Uh, Kind of joke, but yeah, the Carl Perkins has, has certainly. I had up. to go there, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I asked uh, uh, Paul Gilbert many years ago to there's another project I was doing if he would give me a quote for my album, and he's like, yeah, here's my quote. It's the best Perkins I've heard since Carl. So <laughs> there it is. See, there you go. I like so, it. <laughs> anyway, um, but. Uh, Sorry. So your question was. Yeah. Like, starting. Where did you start? Like, you know, you know, after after Carl Perkins, Dallas mm -hmm. arrived in the world. There you go. <laughs> there it um, is. Yeah. Yeah. I. You know, well, OK, I've always wanted to play guitar as far back as I can remember. I mean, when I was a kid, I would always ask for a guitar for Christmas and inevitably it, I, I would get like a plastic kind of Mickey Mouse guitar with plastic strings. I'm like, no, that's not what I wanted, you know? Uh, I and I got, I so, yeah, so I think when I was eight or nine, I, I had an acoustic and I would play around with it. Uh, I didn't really get serious until I was about 14. And a friend of mine really did a, uh, you, you know, an, an incredible service explaining to me you know who led zeppelin were who jimmy page was and a lot of the other oh, bands no, yeah, yeah. uh and you know and, and kind of like a light bulb went off and you know simultaneously my sister was bringing you know picking up records from alice cooper um you know aerosmith zz top so it was just like that was it i mean i i just went head first into it and you know so my Amazing. early influences uh you know, our Jimmy Page, uh, Richie Blackmore. Uh, I, I was yeah. got into like you know, yes, Steve Howe, um, and you know, there there's so many players. I you know, interestingly, 
I once when I was a kid, once I had my mind set on something, it was hard for me to like kind of branch out and and which was, you know, unfortunate. But it's true. I you know I I love Jimmy Page, and it was interesting because uh, I think I heard uh, Jeff Beck. There was an interview or radio spot where he was talking like negatively about Jimmy Page, but it was probably taken out of context. Yeah. Know, That's it. I'm never going to listen to Jeff. That's, it's a little ribbing. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, aside from, you know, something like that, uh, I, I got into like Jimi Hendrix and Jeff Beck and guys like that kind of later on. And, you know, from, from Jimmy Page, like it, within that first year, all of a sudden Van Halen came out. And then I, of course I was just, wow, this is the, and, you know, this is the most phenomenal guitar playing I've ever heard. And yeah, so I, yeah, so Edward, Edward Van Halen just was exactly Isn't what it, I, you like know, when you're a kid listening to mm -hmm. stuff, it feels like when you're a kid and you're discovering all this music, it's mm -hmm. like the candy store. Some kids wanted the candy store, right. but then the rest of us that got into the music zone, it was like, just leave us alone. And, and you're either the cool kids in school or you hung out with all the ones who just like, let's just go listen to records, man. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like you would hang out in the music room at school and not even go in the schoolyard. You just wanted to go in there and talk about, hey, did you hear this? Did you hear that? Right. And that's what I miss about vinyl so much is just oh, those man. I miss, crazy I miss times. Those days. And, I miss and going to just, a record store and just, you know, just going, knowing an album's coming out going to the store and actually seeing there it is and you know yeah the, that was it's coming back i mean it is coming back which is thank god for jack white i think jack white's doing a lot to try and get some of these companies to go back to doing the bigger ones but i don't think they want to invest in it like his kind of like third man records and whatever i don't mm -hmm. it's hard to get people to go backwards you know once they've push the button and move forwards but it's out there so, but it's 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 pretty encouraging because vinyl has made a huge comeback and i think people are just dying to have it you know a, a physical tangible product you, you, you know what i mean just yeah aside from the digital downloads i think it's kind of like yeah i mean it, it's it's there it is if you if you need it but that, that that's again that's super super encouraging to, to i mean the the just the album was because you had the artwork and you would sit and and you had i think it there was something about the action of being careful about putting the needle on the album there was an mm -hmm. intention and you had don't scratch it and like lending right. an album out was worse than lending a book out trying to like, keep your your album do not, in immaculate yeah condition, if you, you, know? you didn't lend it out to certain friends you just didn't lend it out <laughs> it's like right. no you can come listen at our house but you cannot take it home with you because i do not trust you i've seen right. i don't want your beer can on well the cd face. version of my album comes out on october 12th so oh uh, super yeah so super. it'll be available on my on my site dallasperkins.com and uh, ah, uh yeah i'm really looking forward to that in fact i mean i've get i've gotten a lot of people just asking you know requesting i, I really want it on on cd so again that's what i'm saying it's like I love to hear that. You know, I love to hear the fact that people really Dude, want I travel around with, a, I have CDs in the car. I mean, we're on the road a hundred percent and I have things like CDs, uh, actual CDs that yeah. have been traveling with us. And, and I can't like keep adding to them anymore, but cause it's like, it's like Buddhism. If you put something in the car, something else has to come out. So I have to do the download thing, which, you know, it's great, yeah. but like that's like I don't want to ever get rid of my car because it has a CD player. <laughs> it's right. 
You know there what I mean? There's, there's, there's something about I still have a, putting yeah. that in, you know? Yeah. I have a CD player in my car as well. So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And just putting it up, but then they do have scratches and bumps and then you tend to get familiar with the scratches. <laughs> it's kind of weird how you are like, yeah. you know, as, as, you know, musicians, but I love that, you know, just having that childhood, you know, attraction into, into music of just listening to the greats and then picking up guitars and going for it. When was mm -hmm. it that you said, okay, I'm actually really doing this, like going from being a kid, a teenager to, holy shit, I'm going to LA, I'm going here, whatever, I'm going for it. Because that, you know, that's not easy. Yeah, well, you know, of course, that all comes in stages, you know, I mean, I, I once again, once I had made up my mind that this is what I wanted to do with my life, I mean, it was just a matter of getting, you know, putting a band together, put a band together when I was 15. And we started gigging yeah. right away. In fact, I had in the, <laughs> I'm totally dating myself, but it was in those days, you didn't have a picture on your license, right? You just it was just the license, no picture with the with the oh my license. God, you could number. get away with anything then. Yeah. So what I did was to be <laughs> able to play in, in clubs was I reversed I took the numbers with an exacto knife so my birthday would show that I was twenty one, even though I was like oh seventeen. You are so <laughs> taking me back to what we did in high school. Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's what I did because I you couldn't get in the club if you know, even if you were in the band if you were underage. So before so, Photoshop. So, yeah, so, yeah, it was, it was all about, you know, um, getting out there and st start gigging and writing songs and the whole thing. And, and uh, I mm. was originally going to go to, you know, move to New York, you mm. know, because I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and uh, which was, it's great and still in a, in a way it's still kind of like my hometown, even though I've lived in Los Angeles cool. since the 90s. But uh, um but yeah, I mean, New York was like kind of where you would hear things happening, you know, from the seventies, you know, and, but it's like, there, there was a time, it was probably around, right around, you know, 80, early eighties, like 82, 83, where you just started hearing all this, you know, this new wave of, of hard rock metal coming out of Los Angeles, you know, really, huh. it was a place to be for a guitar player. So again, it was like, I made up my mind to get it together and. I think I knew one person out, out, out here and we hit the road, some friends of mine and had a, had a caravan heading out to Los Angeles. We were early Hollywood settlers. That's awesome though. <laughs> like, yeah, no, cause I mean, cause you think of everyone. Yeah. Early, you know, cause everybody's like, and it's like always, you know, the tinsel town kind of thing, but here's yeah. the music wave, you know, it's interesting to me about going from Pennsylvania because so many musicians we've interviewed like that are hard rockers and, is really badass what they do come from mm -hmm. pennsylvania like, i don't have you heard bang the band bang they're one of the first heavy metal bands yeah if not the first comes out of there too and mm -hmm. it's like they just said you know and there was something about new york and boston like people from florida would go up to boston everybody else would go down to florida it's kind of this crazy time that happened late 70s early 80s i wasn't in this i was in england playing punk time at that point in, in south africa but so it was a different kind of you don't, mm -hmm. you'd get anything that was coming from the English side in, in, you know, when you were in high school in South Africa, but mm -hmm. whether you be, when you go back to being in a band, like 15 years old, that's something we've got to think about, I think is supporting young bands because yeah. they become something, you know, we think, oh, you know, Johnny's got something in the basement, you know, but sure. there's something more that can come from that. Right. 
And there's so many unbelievable like, young players. It's just, it's scary to <laughs> see how, how incredible some of these, some of these guys are that I'm, I'm seeing on YouTube and, you know, and it's, in, it's, it's such a, like kind of a fascinating time uh, for musicians now, because, you know, in those, in the old days, <laughs> you know, uh, there was like really, uh, it was very singular, you know, you, you'd, you'd made it, the record companies would sign you, you there's uh, radio spots, there was, maybe you'd get into a magazine or it'd be word of mouth to, to uh, you know, as a means of, of, of building your career. But now, Flyers on know, cars. Yeah, it's like, there, that. it's like if you were interested in any any genre of music, you know, um, you would know about whoever is like famous, so to speak, back then. But now it's kind of like it's it's fascinating because there's like with social media and everything, it's kind of like this multiverse uh, you can tap into. And like I, I'll find somebody like on Patreon or YouTube and they've got millions of followers. And I'm thinking this. Wow, this. I've never even heard of this guy, this person, yeah. uh, some influence. I mean, they, you know what I mean? And so it's, it's, it's really kind of amazing, you know? To... I think, you know, people were going for a long time, oh, the music today is shit or this and that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I mean, mm -hmm. if you listen to regular mainstream radio driving across the country, we do that and it's like, okay, enough of that. Cause it's the same playlist. Yeah. And, and I think that's wrong. Cause you know, the Eagles did more than Hotel California. I'm just saying. I, it, <laughs> sure. it, it, every single day you hear it. And, you know, you cross the county line. I always, I, this is my biggest just rant about like what's going on in regular radio is they're playing the same set list. You go over the county line and they start replaying it on a different affiliated, you know, station. Right. So I just want all these radio stations because people still do old school radio. Yeah. Air, you know, terrestrial radio to play like your music and everyone's music more you know than it you know what i mean because why not but it's this i don't know what's going on but um mm -hmm. unfortunately it's not there but when you dig in online the world is your oyster in music we have more music of today and i wonder about like all the influences we are able to access all these influences that we didn't get to access so readily before. If you had a Jimi Hendrix album, that's what you got. And then if someone actually wrote a biography, you're like, dude, I got to get that. You right. know, it's like sure. you only had what you had. That mm -hmm. you didn't have like all these, you know, things on YouTube and all of that that you could just keep going for hours. And everybody that's, you know, I'm going to make a video using, you know, Jimi Hendrix or whatever. Right, it, right. You had limited access to an artist that, you know, that you were a fan now of. it's sure it's like you you know if you could find anything i remember the first time i heard like ed van halen uh do it do an interview and it was on like on the news because of uh the, it was wow. a report on on uh, uh what was it it was like national Enquirer or something like the paparazzi <laughs> got a hold of him and valerie bertinelli and i'm like wow Van is talking i've never He's seen that <laughs> now it's now it's kind of like whatever now. you know you're just you get on YouTube and just you're just like inundated with you know so much it's like I don't have you know what I mean where well, it's, true. it's you, like completely the opposite early on I mean to, if you you're going to take you're, your album you I'm sorry if you're going to take your album Experimental Truth right mm -hmm. and go and perform it like now just any place you could just you know like your favorite place to perform mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and take people okay we could do the okay the famous people like you know eddie van halen and you know all of that but mm-hmm. let's look at people that you've seen that you don't like you know you on the youtube thing that you would want to perform with you oh it's like a guest a special guest who i would like to perform with me um yeah just from like rabbit hole music on youtube well there's there's people that i would like to work with uh, in town um yeah. i've been you know tony tony franklin bass player i would like to get in on a few projects uh he was a bass player for the you know for the firm and blue murder i don't know if you're familiar with uh you know got he uh pretty renowned fretless bass player um i don't know how they do that man i'm like i need my yeah. core like i need my little richies yeah but <laughs> that's something i have to think about uh yeah just like you know like if you were just doing it and having like a you know because i know you do the ultimate jam right and so you could have like yes I, yeah come in uh, and perform and mm-hmm. you know do some of the songs off your new album and have a little jet where would you want to like go for your ultimate like show even if you've where, never played there wow well i'd love to go to germany mm-hmm. yeah just because of, yeah and, and italy because italy is you, you know is huge for guitar playing you know fans of guitar music in general um you know the the i definitely have my sights on europe you know to get out there to to play because it's 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 really again an ideal place uh for someone like myself um and an appreciation. I, at this at this stage right mm-hmm. you know i would really i'm trying to set up a tour next summer that's primarily going to be california uh you know uh as far as the west coast you know vegas uh phoenix and but then majority would be on the east coast like so when new england states new york pennsylvania of course florida of course uh the carolinas <laughs> you know kind of do you, that on you, you can't leave out um, our, our our town our hometown where our storage unit is in tucson tucson's like super cool it's like the super cool city of of the state of arizona yeah. Yeah. they do they have good venues um awesome cool. musicians yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm just, sure. just saying. I would love I know to hit, Phoenix hit always that, gets that thing, time. but yeah, I gotta stand up <laughs> for yeah. Tucson. And it's the gastronomy capital of the world, UNESCO gastronomy capital. So you'll you'll be fed well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I like that. You know. You know. But yeah, so a big summer tour next year. That'd be but awesome. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Primarily like an East Coast, West Coast, with you know probably Nashville, uh, a few dates in Texas. You know that kind of thing. Uh, but that's that's what I'm I got my sights on right yeah. now so that's awesome that's exciting yeah. well hopefully we'll see you on the road but Europe Absolutely. too I mean there's something about Europe I just think they they have this extreme appreciation of the arts they mm-hmm. really do uh, and I don't know if it's just because you know they're ancient <laughs> I don't mean it you know what I mean they're not old but like ancient has right. been part ancient of their history. culture yeah yeah sure. yeah so oh you have a good time man this is All awesome right. thank you so you got videos coming out? I do indeed. Okay. In fact, there's so going to be there'll be some more some pretty cool promo videos uh, that'll be launching on my YouTube channel uh, in about a week, uh, and then awesome. there'll be one one a week, you know. And that and it, it, my channel's easy to get to. It's YouTube, of course. dot com. It's funny, you know, on Facebook if you 
if you put a YouTube link, it's for some reason they, they just block it or they, no, no, they like don't minimal like each feed, other. you know, so, so, so I'm always thinking of, you know, how to get around that. But uh, anyway, youtube.com slash Dalchemy, which is alchemy with a D will take you to my channel. So, all right. So yeah, check on that YouTube, out. Mm -hmm. follow that. And then also go to dallasperkins.com. That's also important. Yes. Go get the album. That's even more important. Yes. Um, and we're going to close. Can we close with, you got to say it for me because for some reason it's just not going well with my mind here. In via Domum. See, we're talking about Domum. Yes. Domum. Domum. Which is Latin for the way home. Oh, well. Quasi classical piece for you. That's a nice way to close it because I want yeah. people to hear all the different styles that I mean, because you play, you could, you play anything you want in the world. Like, seriously. Do you just, do you read so music? Much. Do I'm you sorry? read music? Do you read music? Yes. Uh, I don't do it regularly, so I'm not all that great at it, but, you know, understanding theory and yeah, uh, yeah, of course, but, uh, but yeah. Oh, that's cool. Absolutely. I once auditioned for a madrigal singing group. I don't know why, but mm -hmm. I was just testing myself and they made me sing by notes, like, cause I'm used to like, la la la, you know, hit you sure. off and go. And I passed and there, there's one little lady sitting here with their auto harp and then they're like, no, we want you in the group. I'm like, I ain't doing this. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no way, I'm not doing it. <laughs> but right. I made it. But to actually sing by, I mean, to read music and sing in that style was like a whole, wow. That's a hard, right. that's hard. That's hard work to do. But um, yeah, because a lot of people well, but don't it's read the joy music. in doing it, you know. It's what yeah, it's, it's another language, it you is. know, it is. So um, yeah, good stuff. Everyone, DallasPerkins.com. We're going to close with the song in Via de Mum. And I want to thank our good friends over at the Lion and the Rose Bed and Breakfast in Asheville, North Carolina. If you're going to see a show like at the Orange Peel, you're going to go on a trolley tour, go see the Smoky Mountains, the Blue Ridge Parkway. You got to go see our friends. So go to lion-rose.com. They're rocker like they're just they're the rockers of bed and breakfasting <laughs> because every time i talk to them bro we just came back from the show man and anyway so they said we want to sponsor anything to do with rock music and um they like your music they were listening to you last night so <laughs> they're like this is cool anyway thanks so much everyone keep up with us Thank at bigblendradio.com thanks